I'm Tammy McCarthy. And I'm Becky Davis. We're two soul sisters on the front lines of growth and transformation, getting real about it all. You know, sometimes we're totally in our woo-woo groove, walking on light. Yep. And other times, we lose our footing and end up tripping over those very same rays of sunshine. That's woo-woo in the real world. On this show, we're giving you an inside look at all the healing practices and mindfulness that we use and how we integrate them into our lives. Yep, we're talking to interesting people who can help us along the way as we look at some of the woo and wild things that make us go, hmm. We hope that you'll join us. Living Living woo-woo in the real world. kick it off. Here we go. Here Welcome we go. back to season two of Woo Woo in the Real World. We are so excited to be yeah, back at it again. I know. Here in the studio. Welcome everyone. Yes. And um, before we introduce our guest, um, we are in season two and our theme is rituals. And um, we're going to be talking about the elements and um, those will be interwoven through all of our episodes that we'll be debuting in this new season. And so today we're talking about air. Yes. I've tried to dress as airy as possible today. Yes. And I'm grounding us because I don't want us to be like we can't too fly out there in the clouds <laughs> because we have to talk to somebody intelligently. And we could fly away. Right. But like easily. yin and yang is happening I here, know. which is we amazing. We tend to do this just naturally. <laughs> we just do. It's very funny. We don't yeah. plan this, but mm-hmm. it does happen. Yes. So we'll be talking about some air rituals, and we'll be talking about the qualities and personality attributes of the element of air and how we can use those elements and those attributes in creating rituals for ourselves, right? But before we get ahead of ourselves, why don't we introduce our guest today? Yes, You want to do the honors? I would love to because I am so, so, so excited because Marin is my vocal coach. She has been my teacher and... Uh, my voice liberator, quite honestly. I went through the vocal Hold trans- on a second. I know. Hold on a second. You can't just throw a term out there like that. Voice liberator. Voice liberator, for sure. Can you do that for everybody? Because she's got a beautiful oh. fucking voice. Yes. She can. She can. <laughs> Trust me, everyone. She can. There's always a little bit of real world in each of our episodes, and this one's no different. Our audio cut out while we were introducing our guest, so I'm going to do the introduction here, and then we'll pick up the conversation in progress. In addition to being my vocal coach, my teacher, and voice liberator, as you just heard us talking about, Marin Azoff is a member of the Tribe of Love and Cura Cura. She's a singer, a gorgeous singer, vocal transformation coach, spirit lifter, soul emancipator, and fear crusher. She's been on a mission of connecting people with their vocal power for many years. She runs retreats and workshops all over the world, connecting people to the power of their voice and unleashing the potential of the human voice in all of the areas that we use it. If you've ever thought you needed a little help finding your authentic voice, we've got some ancient wisdom coming at you today that's going to help you out. Once this actual pandemic started, my phone started ringing off the hook with people who wanted to find their voice because the vocal information is centuries and centuries old. The original populations on this planet were using their voice for the reasons, for healing, for awakening, for um, expanding of the consciousness. So let me ask you something. When somebody calls you and says, I want to find my voice, they want to sing? Or what what is this finding my voice? Like Mm -hmm. what 
what do people think that is, right? Because, I mean, it's an interesting question, right? It's, um, and I'm sure for so many different people, it could mean so many different things. But, but what do you feel the common denominator is for... Um, our voice or our throat chakra is how we put ourselves out in the world. It doesn't necessarily even have to be verbal. It's choices we make and actions we take and how we put ourselves out in the world. That is what the human voice is. It just so happens that the verbal quality of it, that the actual vocal cords and the vibration of the voice is the primary tool we have to manifest reality. And this is information that's in the Rig Veda. This is back in the earliest yogic texts, mm -hmm. that the human voice is unmanifest form. And that within the vibrational quality that our bodies make when we use our verbal voice, it collapses into material world. Mm. We are gods, right? Mm -hmm. So when you have a pandemic and everyone's like put into their own places and everyone's isolated, right? Um, and everyone's masked. And then you watch a culture that's becoming more and more canceling of itself. Like yes. you can't say the wrong thing. You can't right. make the wrong move. Like do not be authentic. Just do what everyone's telling you to do. And mm -hmm. if you don't, we're just going to try to take everything away from you, right? Yeah. The fear of this is so extreme. And that's showing itself so clearly to why, why right now the voice matters so much and why this work is really starting to take off. So when people are coming to me for their voice work now, it's, I know I'm stuck here. I can't say things that I feel. I'm, I'm afraid to show who I am to the world. My voice cracks. I have no support. My children don't listen to me. Like it could be so many different things, but they, people are beginning to feel invisible. Their mm -hmm. voice is not strong enough and they can't, they can't be in the world as themselves. Mm -hmm. So yes, it's, it's the verbal voice that I work with mostly, but the whole vocal transformation world is about finding out who you authentically are yeah. and then using your voice and not being afraid mm -hmm. and being that authentic expression, watching the world around you physically begin to shift to match that when you are willing to stand in that. Yeah. That was one thing I was getting ready to say when you were talking about all of the the voice coming out and the sharing of that. The interesting thing for me when I went through the the work with you, it's that it actually, it, what you just finished up by saying, it showed me who I authentically was. I learned more about myself in that process because I didn't really know. I think a lot of people feel stuck because they feel like, I feel like there's something else I should be doing. I feel like there's more for me to do in this world, or I'm not really sure if I'm doing the right thing, but... I don't know what it is and I don't know what to walk towards. And that's that disconnect with you don't, you're not totally confident about what's inside to bring up and out. And that's for me, that helped me. And it wasn't my intention to do that. And it's not like I went searching for it. It's just those things started to uncover. I and mean, I know you're laughing because you lived it with me <laughs> because it really, you can't imagine, you just can't even imagine what's going to start to happen mm -hmm. when you start to do this work. The voice is the soul's dynamic life urge for truthful expression. Yeah. I say this every day of my life to so many different people in so many different ways, but I can't say it enough. The soul's dynamic life urge for truthful expression. That is why a human being has a voice. Our soul wants to express its experience, mm -hmm. period. What is the truth? The truth is this is the experience. My senses are taking in the world this way. All of my experiences and my programs and all those things are creating these thoughts and feelings around it, and I want to express that outward. It's really important that we do. Whether or not someone agrees with us or not, 
whether it's the more common or popular way of thinking or feeling, only when we can safely express it out could we even hear someone else's opinion that might actually make us think about it differently or feel about it differently. Or give us a new perspective that we mm-hmm. didn't have before. Exactly. Yeah. But when you, when you feel like you cannot express authentically, you also have an ego that comes in that doesn't want anybody else to either. Right. Because your soul knows it's being diminished. And if I'm being diminished, you need to be diminished. Mm. Right? And here's war. Like, this is the root <laughs> of all evil on the planet, right? <laughs> but that authentic expression, how do we even know what that is when we live in a world that is so highly manipulated? We've been lied to on so many different angles, like for our whole life. We've been fed through a sieve, like programmed Mm-hmm. to be the way we're told by religion, society, mm-hmm. families, friends, cultures, whatever. Like, this is how it has to be, right? And if we move through and we start to limit ourselves and manipulate ourselves and maneuver ourselves so that we could just look like everyone wants us to and feel the way everyone says we're supposed to and all those things, we have a soul that's dying inside to say, no, that's not my experience. This is how I feel. Whether you like it or not, mm-hmm. this is really what's going on. Like, this is the truth of my experience. Right. Yeah. Which can be so challenging for so many people because in some way, in some instances that can be dangerous. I mean, yes. society doesn't always like it when people express no. their authenticity and mm-hmm. who they really are. I mean, I think we're evolving as, as one would hope that we would all be helping to evolve the bigger narrative of what's happening. But I, I think for some people it's very, it would be very scary because it is very scary. I mean, look, I'm a perfect example of how somebody is working really hard on trying to develop their authenticity and showing up in the world authentically. Right. And my personal story aside, um, just having a small business in a small town Mm. that's on the corner where everybody drives by, everybody sees you, everybody thinks they know you. And then based on what you just said, Marin, everybody feels they're entitled to not only have an opinion about what I'm doing, but potentially go on social media and try to cancel what I'm doing. Or if, I seem like my store's a little too busy than that other store down the street. Oh, well, we can just go on Facebook and we can just say, well, of course she's so busy because she's having an affair with the town supervisor, right? So, by the way, this is just a a snippet of Mm. some of the crap (laughs) I have endured Mm -hmm. while trying to say, I'm going to show up in the world authentically and this is in my heart and this is what I want to share with the community and... You know, but to your point, in this cancel culture, let's all walk and talk the same way, it's really hard. It's hard. Mm -hmm. And there are some days where you're like, okay, I've got all my armor on, and I'm going to speak my truth. Mm -hmm. But then some days you don't want to deal with all the crap that's going to come back at you for doing that. I wonder if Jesus felt the same way. I wonder if Martin Luther King felt the same way, if Gandhi felt the same way, if Nelson Mandela felt the same way. I, I wonder if... If anybody who's actually stood in at, in the truth and spoke it, regardless of outcome, did not have days where they just said, why? Why do I have to do this? Yeah. Right? Yeah. But we have to. Right. Because the light is what will ultimately win. Correct. Which is why I feel like that really just kind of pushed me, just speaking from experience and saying, 
my light now needs to be bigger. It needs to shine brighter. Exactly. And we just need to take this whole thing in a different direction. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. And it's with the love in your heart, right? Love so in the heart. I think love the, in the heart the, and helping people and building community. Yes, yes, yes. All of those things. But like we talk about all the time, it's like whether you're building community, whether you're leaving a marriage, whether you're dealing with your kids, whether you're whatever the weather you're doing thing is, it's hard. It makes you uncomfortable. It does. But at the end of the day, oh my gosh, it's so much better. Well, this is like a lot of energy wasted in any kind of bravado or facade. I work with a lot of people in all different walks of life Mm -hmm. at really just removing the layers that you have to like work through when you are manipulating. The truth shall set you free. Yeah. That's a real expression. um, That is just be who you are. Right. Let all the cream rise and let all the crap move and let all the dust settle where it may and know that the most important thing in the world is that you can sleep at night without taking a pill to do so. Mm. That you can lie your head on that pillow and say, I'm a good person. I'm doing the best I can. I love my life. I love the world around me. We all make mistakes. We all have our shortcomings and our deep strengths, but I feel aligned and good in life enough that I can sleep and have a good eight hours and wake up tomorrow and try again. Yeah. I feel like right now we see this so much, like we're, we need so much help getting out of anxiety and stress. So true. And the world is definitely <laughs> worth being anxious over. Like there's yeah. a lot going yeah. on, right? Mm-hmm. So the reason for the rituals. Yes, bring us back. Mm-hmm. Bring us back. It is there. the reason for the rituals, the daily <laughs> yes. practices, right. right? Why do we have to strengthen a muscle? Because when we do a ritual every day, when we dedicate ourselves to a specific practice, we actually are stabilizing the mind. We're remembering the sacredness. We're bringing ourselves into intentionality. Mm-hmm. And we are centering. We're centering. And the more that we can center, all the chaos can ensue around us. And the more that we can center, the more we realize how untouchable we are. You literally become untouchable by right. all of the nonsense, the ego crap that's flying around you all the time. Right. right? You, you find your own connection to the divine. You know yourself to be the divine. Mm-hmm. You start to see also in the world how those rituals create, the kind of muscle you're building is manifesting muscle. Like these rituals that we do, we become the creators of our life. Mm-hmm. You'll find all the other people who are centered and calm when you are centered and calm. You'll find all the other peop- people who are rageful and crazy when you are rageful and crazy, right? We're attracting towards ourselves that which we are. Mm. So when we do um, a ritual and we start to balance our mind stream and stabilize our nervous system and we, we bring ourselves in every day and we basically flex the muscle, I drive this ship. The ship isn't driving me, right? You really do start to build compassion in your heart for people who haven't flexed that muscle. Yes. And you start to see through their facades. Yes. And you also start to have some more solid stepping stones in front of you. Because I think that's the thing that's so scary. Talking about these things, it's like theory if you haven't done it. It Mm -hmm. just, it sounds good. It sounds great that I want to get to that spot. But until you have that experience, you just need one, one small experience of, of seeing how like the universe really does rise up and it will meet you. Mm-hmm. It will provide you what you need. The support will be there. It is really like magic. I mean, it really starts to happen. And I think you just need a small taste of that. But it's the ritual that brings you into it that then helps that support system. Like you said, it's that muscle. And then you feel it and you're like, oh, 
wait, I, I actually am okay. I can actually start to step toward that truth because there's some solid ground underneath it. Whereas before I couldn't even see it was solid ground. So that's, I think, how rituals can really start to give you that grounding and just a little bit of momentum to get into that flow where if you haven't stepped into it yet, it can seem really abstract and, yeah. and like a theory and just, oh, isn't that all nice, but I'm living here in the real world. You right. know, we talk about that all the time. Woo, right. in the real world. I'm living in the real world where I have to get these things done and I have to, you just get them done in a different way without mm -hmm. working as hard, without it being so difficult, without exactly. it's, it still happens and it's incredible. And you can have an excuse that you don't have enough time, but when you start to do these these rituals, you realize that you do, that there is time for everything right. and that something about the peace that it creates actually like bends the space-time continuum oh, in some way. Or like, yes. wow, I have more time than I actually thought I had mm -hmm. because I've I'm structuring my life to, to incorporate these things. These rituals that have been done by man since we first walked on this planet. Yeah. We can't we can't negate that either. Like I love I mean woo woo for the real world. I love <laughs> this idea because we want to relegate it to some like cultural thing or spiritual thing that like only certain people have can do, right? right. And I'm always saying this, every human has a chakra. Whether you're from India, you know, or Tibet or wherever these teachings are coming from or not, mm -hmm. you you're a human, you have a chakra, mm -hmm. right? And every human has a voice. And not only that area of the world has been doing chanting, Egyptians have done it, Native Americans have done it. You can go all over the world. I'm Ukrainian. My, my shamanic heritage also has a sound that we make, right? Like there's, there's this, this is something that belongs to the human race and it's part of knowing our intelligence and how we connect in with everything. So we have this idea, oh, it's woo-woo or this idea that like, oh, it's something that like is... I shouldn't do, right? But it's it's not. It's human. It's like exactly. we have to reclaim these rituals and reclaim these ways again so that we can connect, connect to everything that's existed before us. Because only when we do that connection, have that connection, can we really see the full picture of what's ahead of us. Mm. Right, right. Yeah, and the yeah. infinite possibility. Life before the internet, people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right? Yeah. 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 I, I mean, well, then there's also obviously all kinds of programming, not just the internet, but... I think that because we have access to so much misinformation and programming and people don't really understand the source of what they're reading or why they're reading it, what you're talking about is so important because everyone, I don't want to generalize, I don't want to say everyone, mm -hmm. but so many people in our world today from all walks of life and all pockets of, of society are so disconnected from their own hearts, mm, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. And it, what you're talking about and what we're talking about through ritual, whether you create a ritual for yourself or you do go down the path of understanding who your ancestors were and the shamanic lineages that you come from, right, which is important, um, it's getting back to that connection. And literally sometimes, though, it's as easy as just going up to a tree and hugging a tree. Totally. <laughs> sit like down on the earth. It doesn't have to right. be lofty. Like, we, the earth is really where we need to go, mm -hmm. right? And 100%. And just um, the frequency of the earth, I think, is probably, I, I forget the what the megahertz is, but it's 
the most healing frequency in the world, right? For us. Yeah. Well, <laughs> right? exactly. oh, for like, for people on earth, it's the most, correct. maybe not in the universe, but well, right, correct. for sure. Yeah. You right have to now, connect into right the now, mother. Right now, woo-woo in the real world is just this world, right? Yeah, yeah no, fair enough. <laughs> Are we going to expand into... We don't know where it goes. <laughs> but to connect to, to, ne- to connect to the earth. So yes. I, one of the things that we're forgetting as a human race is that we are nature. Correct. And we think, which is probably one of our biggest problems, yeah, right? Exactly. Um, we think. We think. Um, and we, <clears throat> we, dis- we disconnect ourselves from the fact that we are consciousness changing. So and that we really can't do anything wrong because what we are is what's happening, right? And so to connect in and remember our connection to the whole thing is going to guide our actions. It's going to guide our movement. And when we have these egos that separate us, like the, I call it the original wound of man, mm-hmm. is it happens at second chakra. It's when our senses turn on and we have this idea that we have separate bodies from each other, which we don't have until six months old. Between six months and one year is when that all starts to sharpen. And that's when we know I'm here, you're there. Like mom and dad are over there and I'm over here. I am separate. And that's an illusion because we're not separate. We're all connected, right? (laughs) So to come back to claiming our connection to the earth, a dear friend of mine once said, take one step towards the earth, towards the mother, and she takes 10 steps back to you. And that's been my personal experience. I stopped paying attention to what everyone else was doing in the human world. And I started to spend time with nature. I moved to a place where there was more trees and deer and animals and chipmunks and all those things <laughs> population wise more of that than there were humans mm-hmm. so that I could feel when the balance is struck in another way what mm-hmm. comes up in me then mm-hmm. right yeah. when we're not just like connecting to each other at a head level mm-hmm. but we can actually be in the body right right hugging trees mm-hmm. lying on the earth swimming in ponds mm-hmm. being in nature right And that began to change everything in my nervous system and wake up intelligence that is so deep inside of my being, primarily the heart chakra. Because green is the color of the heart chakra. It's the color of love. Mm -hmm. And when you actually are in the green world, not in city environments, but around green, I mean, look, in Japan, they do forest bathing. Like, this is a known thing now. Scientifically has studies that prove it. When you are in a green world, you are connected into your heart, which stabilizes your vagus nerve and brings you into different levels of your intelligence, right? Yep. You feel connected, right? Where love, all we want is connection. So I'm going to reel us back in again, because mm-hmm. this, this is about air. Mm-hmm. We're talking about yes. air. Yes, mm-hmm. we are. This is the air episode. And the <laughs> largest resonator of the voice mm-hmm. is the heart chakra. The most sound comes through the chest. Interesting. So this is something that most humans... Diaphragm? The, the diaphragm is where our breath supports, m- supports yeah. sound to move through the chest. Gotcha. The largest resonator, where the lungs are, the air, right, that mm-hmm. we breathe, yep. how it comes in and filters through our blood and keeps us healthy, right? So the heart, the lungs, the air, and the resonator of the voice. So for us to optimally do these rituals with the voice, we have to never forget that our voice comes through our heart. When you, you, can, you can recognize it from a mile away. If someone's talking up here like this and mm-hmm. I'll hear and everything's up in the head, right? And um, the breath is shallow and everything's just kind of tight in here. You got a very overstimulated mind. Mm-hmm. You have someone who functions from this head capacity. The voice actually comes from the chest, which for many people, they would feel like that's deeper 
that's your authentic voice. Mm -hmm. So I just want to say, when I look at videos or hear my voice before I started doing a lot of this work, it's totally different now. Mm -hmm. It's And like, I couldn't watch myself. I couldn't listen to myself. I didn't want to be, you know, anything social media with the camera on me or, or hearing my voice. And that has changed. It has changed. I don't mind the sound of my voice. You know, I don't. And I'm like, wow, you know, and I feel like I'm definitely speaking from a stronger perspective because of the healing work, which yes. has been, you know, a journey. Because you're finding yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you're comfortable in your own skin. I'm getting yeah. there. And that's the other, it's funny because as you were saying that, I think uh, I have four sisters, so I'm one of five. And then my, you know, I have my daughter. That, that fact just always blows it's, my mind. Know, right? One of five girls. <laughs> and I do think this is something with women. I know with uh, some of the courses that I've taken about, you know, women's leadership. And they say one of the things that women do that men typically don't do is that we will lilt, you know, we'll lilt our, lilt our yeah, voice. We'll go up. When, we'll go up. When women see each other, like, oh my God. Yes. yes. It that very, always drove me yes. crazy. It's like uh, right. nails on a chalkboard. Yeah. It's a very like yes. high or, or if we're feeling insecure, we might, or if we feel like we have to put on a face. And so mm -hmm. it's funny because I have, we have a joke with my sisters about like, oh, she's putting on her, she's putting on her, her external and being nice to people voice. Mm -hmm. And my girl. daughter said that to me the other day. I forget. I don't even remember who I called. That was the mechanic or I don't know who it was. <laughs> I was trying to get them to do something for me nice. And I took my voice up a couple mm -hmm. octaves and she was like, oh my gosh, listen to your voice, you know? And it's true. It wasn't coming from like this place of authority. Mm -hmm. I felt like I need them to do something for me. So I'm going to be really nice. Yeah. I'm just going to get my voice up here. Could you possibly, you know? And yep. she was like, oh, I could hear it in your voice. And it's true. And I think most women will relate to that feeling of like, yeah, you have that voice that you use sometimes that's a little higher and it doesn't feel as confident or solid mm. as the voice I know right. when I am on stage and I am singing a song. And even you're the one who taught me this, those high notes, I thought I used to have to like, re, you know, really think about up, up, up. And you're like, no, it is down, down, down. Yes. <laughs> and that's one thing people don't realize when you're singing and you're getting notes way up in the stratosphere, you are so rooted down. Like you can feel it. In so it's the like root. a drawing. Yes. It's I a mean, drawing it a, upward. It's like a, an it's ocean a, wave. It really uh -huh. is. A larger wave, which is a higher wave, has a deeper undertow, mm. right? And it pushes down into the ocean floor and comes up. And that's how you get more water and more height. So it's the same waves function like waves function, right? Mm -hmm. It's all one consciousness. Mm -hmm. So it's the same thing when you're, when you're looking for a higher note. It has to move from the root up to the resonator where that note lives instead of reaching for where it is. You'll never get it if you reach. Yeah. I think it's the same in all of life. You don't mm. reach, you dig. Mm. Um, there's a great Sanskrit teacher named Parvati at the Ananda Ashram here in New York. And uh, a dear sister of mine who was studying with her said that she said to her recently, the only way up is in. Remember that, that there is no getting up by going out. The way for your consciousness to lift for everything is to go in. Mm. That's how we find our truth. That's how we find our connection to the divinity that we are. Mm. And that's a lot of the reason why these rituals, mm -hmm. right? Why, why we dedicate time every day to going in, right? And yes, you might be performing something in the out, setting up an altar, mm -hmm. doing a chant, doing a meditation practice, writing a gratitude journal, whatever it might be that you're going to do as a ritual. But it's time to go in, to reflect inward and to just be with you and right. to spend time there. Right. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Because that's where you learn the most. I mean, that's really where, I, I for me, yeah. it's been, it, the inside game has been, right. that's the game changer. Because right. the secret is you already know it all. Right. It's already all there. That's exactly right. <laughs> it is you all just already quiet there. Quiet the monkey mind. Yeah. You just have to go in because right. you were born with it. Yeah. You were yeah. born with it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that was some of the, when, when I was going through, and we should talk about the, the work that you do and the, the chanting, you know, specifically, because yeah. people are I, probably like, what are you doing? Give people about? like a little chant that they might be able to work with. Right. Maybe. Like a little I taste of what we taste. do. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it does unlock things. And, you know, when I, when I hit my heart chakra, I talked about this in another episode. When I hit my heart chakra, that unleashed amazing, and mm-hmm. I mean painful, but amazing insights. And the bottom line was like, you've always known, I've been telling you <laughs> to speak up and say something, and you've always known, and you just haven't done it. And now look what happened. Yeah. Like, look what happened because you didn't open your mouth and you didn't mm-hmm. say and embody and do, bring into the world what I was, you knew, you knew it was already in here. So. It's very interesting to me about like that when you said that about you don't get by reaching you get by digging. I think that is yeah no that's powerful. That We've one's got stuck. a lot that's, of powerful nuggets a, here today. Right I have there. to listen to this episode myself yeah. so I can like take my notes exactly. here. Yeah. Um, when you look at somebody and they start to talk to you, like even mm-hmm. if you're in the grocery store, are you Ooh, like I like where this is going? Right? Are you like oh man? Like are you <laughs> assessing people and their voices like all the time? In the most I loving feel like, way. Yes, I feel like yeah. it's like a professional hazard, right? Yeah. It's like, but no, it's in the most loving way. Of course. Right? There's yes. nobody that um, that I'm like, oh God, their voice or oh, like that doesn't yeah. exist in my world. It's yeah. just knowing where energy might be stuck yes. or where places, certain areas might be underdeveloped. Mm-hmm. But yes, when I work with a student, I typically can, by hearing their voice, ask them, where something might have happened to them in their life or mm-hmm. what certain areas of their life might look like based on the quality of their voice. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, back to Becky's question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she can do that, yes. The, uh, <laughs> the, the, um, yeah. the voice is a grid. Like it Basically, the, the air right is moving through the body and how you support that tone is moving through all the resonators of the body and you can just tell where, like, are you down here? Are you in your heart? Are you in your head? Like, where are you mm-hmm. mostly? Where does your energy live? Right? Like, I always use the example of, like, we would call them nerds. I don't like that term. Um, but this idea of, like, someone who's super, super intelligent, right? We give, like, that Steve Urkel voice mm-hmm. to, like, yeah, did I do that kind mm-hmm. of a thing, right? <laughs> and you would ask why, but it's because they read a lot. They have a lot of information coming in through the head, and they're equating and computing up here a lot, mm, right? Mm-hmm. And typically those people, this is not necessarily even true, <laughs> but I'm just using it as a generalization, right? I'm just using it as an example. Um, they might not be as athletic. They don't use the body as much. Mm-hmm. They spend a lot of time on a computer and a video game or something, right? And there's just a lot of head going on. Mm-hmm. So their spirit is there. Their prana is there mm-hmm. right and somebody who might work out a lot and go to the gym and do the thing and are in their body a lot and maybe don't read as many books right <laughs> might have a voice that's like down here you know mm-hmm. you're tough mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and that's because that's where their prana goes mm-hmm. now ultimately every human has three brains mm-hmm. the gut the heart and the head and what we want for our voice is all three of those brains to be equally activated and equally congruent when the full three brains are activated and in harmony, that's where we're talking about the Rig Veda teachings of manifesting the world. 
you literally become a master manifester, right? Mm -hmm. So let's say someone who's super embodied and very primal in nature, they might not attract someone in the world who has a lot of the other thing going on. They'll attract that and their life will look like that, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Or someone who's super hyper intelligent might not be with someone who isn't, you know, because they want this. Mm -hmm. And so that energy is moving out into the world and only bringing towards it the same. Like we're all just electromagnetic fields. That's mm -hmm. all we are, everyone. Sorry. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like you're a, definitely a formula. Mm -hmm. All humans are the same. We'll figure that out in time. Mm -hmm. And we're all very much electromagnetic fields that are just polarizing what doesn't match us and attracting what does. So you could say, why do I keep attracting the same thing into my life all the time? That's what you're putting out, mm -hmm. right? Don't blame the world. You got to go in. And yeah, that's a hard, that's a hard pill for a lot of people to swallow, mm -hmm. to know that our soul, our responsibility and half of that is us and half of that is genetics. So we can look back and say, okay, some of this isn't us, but it is us because it's our genetics. Um, but what we are really looking for, for a fully realized human being, for someone to be in balance, in homeostasis and in optimal health, we need all three brains to be congruent. We need our instincts, which is our gut, our emotions, which is our heart, and our intellect, our logic, right, to all be in balance with each other, and all these brains speak to each other and listen to each mm -hmm. other, and then our voice will be our authentic voice. Mm -hmm. That's quite the process. It is quite the process. <laughs> so tell us how chanting plays a role yes, in that. How does question. chanting help unlock this or balance those three brain intelligence centers? Okay, so Sanskrit, whew, we could talk about that for like a y <laughs> 10 years. Um, it's a vibrational language. It's not only Sanskrit that there are other uh, cultures that do this work as well, but vocal transformation is focusing basically on very beginner Sanskrit. So if you're someone out there who's like, oh, I don't want to learn Sanskrit, you might by the end of doing a program like Vocal Transformation, but don't be at all afraid to enter because this is very basic. We're talking ABCs here, mm -hmm. right? So the language itself is vibrational in nature. It doesn't really have any mental definitions. We have the word mantra, right? The word mantra is manos, mind, and tra, protection from or liberation from. Uh, so the idea of a mantra is it's a sound that you pronounce with your body and your breath that has nothing to do with your head. You're actually only using your mind to perform the task mm -hmm. and the intelligence of the body itself and the, the neurons, the nerve endings and everything that it's stimulating, that's going to determine what the mantra does for you. Right. We in the West have a, an expression affirmation that we would call mantras. Like someone would say, Oh, if, if I think I'm unattractive, my mantra is going to be every morning, I'm going to wake up and look in the mirror and go, I am beautiful. I am beautiful. That's my new mantra. I am beautiful. I am bountiful. I'm abundant. Right. That's not a mantra. That's an affirmation right? The word mantra in its definition has no cognitive mental concept around it, mm -hmm. right? An affirmation, which works, is used as a way of taking one thought pattern and turning it into another thought mm -hmm. pattern. You're right. using your mind. The issue is that if you don't go all the way with that, both of those thoughts exist. And when the crap really hits the fan, you're going to end up at the old thought because that was the original thought. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> you really got to go all the way with it. Mm -hmm. Where mantra is different is that mantra has no mind. It's just the body. And that can erase the thought pattern without you paying any attention to the thought pattern. The mantra itself can 
smooth out that little wrinkle in your brain on a physical vibrational level and you never have to think about whether you thought you were attractive or unattractive. It's done, right? Exactly. So, Which is basically also the uh, foundation for transcendental meditation. meditation. Yeah. Well, transcendental meditation is mantras, silent mantras, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And silent mantras work on the subtlest level of your being. So when you do a mantra practice, it's always recommended you do them physically out loud, you do them at a whisper, quietly and very fast, Mm -hmm. and you do them silently. Because of those five layers of consciousness, by working the mantra in those three different ways, all of those layers will be affected. Transcendental meditation is the silent approach, which works, right? It goes into the entire chakra system at a very, very, very subtle level. Mm -hmm. But using it out loud changes the gross matter. So if you want to see something physically happen in your life, if there's a health issue and you need your body to physically heal itself, if there's a relationship issue and you need, you need uh, energy between two people to shift, if there's an abundance issue and you actually need more means to create something, if there's um, anything like learning issues, right? There's, if you want physical change, ideally you're going to chant out loud because that's going to take care of the gross matter. Mm-hmm. So vibrationally, right? It's all about the actual vibrational Mm -hmm. sound of the voice. So what this work does is it goes in. um, I basically teach you the muscles you need to support the tone correctly, which happens to also be the muscles you need for singing and screaming correctly so that you don't blow out your throat Mm -hmm. if you have to scream, Mm -hmm. uh, whispering even, all of it. Because the voice is the voice is the voice. So no matter how you use it, the muscles are always the same. But for the sake of the chanting... We go in and learn what muscle groups support tone so that you can get sound in that particular part of the body. And then the chant themselves will go in and stimulate the nerve endings that are sitting at that chakra. And whatever might be stored or held inside your body, Mm -hmm. the vibration will move through those nerves to the corresponding organs and synapses and the water and all the cells and everything that's there. And it will begin to erase what you're holding on to and express it, not erase, express it out of your own body into Mm -hmm. the ultimate body, Mm -hmm. which of course the universe takes care of, God, right? Mm -hmm. And then you have a new, uh, it's like an (laughs) Etch-A-Sketch, right? You kind of scratch out the old story that is repeating patterns in your life and creating the same choices over and over again or the same outcomes. And you get a chance to choose from your heart what you truly want for your life. And that begins to happen. And it also changes patterns external to you. That's the thing that was shocking to me. Very first chakra work that we did and we were in there. And I won't share the exact story because it's personal in nature and involves someone else. But um, just to say, like something happened in relationship to someone else that it was always, it it was in my family. So it was like a, you know, a lineage kind of thing, right? And I just remember having the most... I'm almost still without words about it because I'm just so stunned that it happened. I mean, a, a certain way of being literally flipped on top of its head. It literally flipped on top of its head. I remember I telling it. you about oh, it. Time. I love it so much. It's just, it was unbelievable to me. It was absolutely, and if you would have told me even when we started it that that's what would have happened, you know, I would have been like, no, no, no. You don't really understand how this works. Like, you don't understand how this dynamic plays out in my in my family, in this relationship. And no, it completely 
changed. It completely changed and floored me <laughs> beyond anything. Because you changed. Because I changed, right? Yeah. And it wasn't like I went in thinking, I need to fix this dynamic or I need, I hadn't, no, I had nothing, but it was just, it was that physical, that vibrational change. And it really does work backward, you know, like that fish song, you know, backward down the number line. It's like backward <laughs> down the genetic line. 100%. I mean, it really does something. I yes, can't explain how, but it did. No, you're going in and, and opening up and healing within yourself. There is no such thing as time. <laughs> <laughs> this is another very hard pill to swallow. <laughs> it's all happening at the same time. And you are the culmination of your entire genetic line inside of you right now. Once you heal something inside of yourself, it heals omnidirectionally through your genetics, all the way through the past lineage and all the way to the future lineage. Even with people who are still alive holding the genetic material in this particular time of history, if you heal it within your body, you make it available for all of them to begin to heal it as well. Mm. Mm -hmm. Good stuff. Really good stuff. Juicy, juicy good stuff. Yeah. And this is ancient wisdom. And that's yes. the part about yes. it that it's exactly. like vocal transformation is bringing it to something. And why I love your podcast and why I'm here is that we would think this is woo-woo information. It's right. not. It's right. original medicine. Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And we have to reclaim our original medicines because... The external medicine, like going out and thinking that there's something outside of us, right, mm -hmm. that's going to heal this. Those days are, they're becoming very limited, right? We really need to go in now and strengthen what we are and remember. It's all about remembering what is ours and to to strengthen the confidence. Like I keep wanting to say that a lot of this voice work as well is working with people who just... It's insecurity issues. It's lack of self-worth. Yeah. And I just want the human race to know that confidence is primordial. It comes with the birth. Right? All you need to know as a human being is that you were given a body. Mm. You were given the breath, the, the air in your lungs. You were given a life to live right now. And that is the only permission that you ever need from anybody to be who you are. Yeah. The Mother Earth and God, Spirit, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> said, we are going to do this. You belong here. Yeah, right. Live your life. Even if someone tells you you don't belong here, who's that someone? Like, I'm pretty sure Earth did this. I'm pretty sure I have a body. I'm pretty sure Spirit moves through me. I'm pretty sure I have the same right to be here as you do, right? And the more that humans can reclaim the primordial confidence that comes with the birth, the more we can begin to speak up and really be who we are. And at the base, at the center of every human being is the most profound amount of love. Mm -hmm. It's what makes us human. The love, love inside baby. of our That's hearts. Right. Mm -hmm. Yes. The inhuman stuff is when the ego takes it and, and, we, and we war. We war with ourselves. We war with the earth. We war with each other. It's the, it's the root of all the problems. But when we really find out who we are, when we remember this primordial confidence we will always end back in compassion mm -hmm. and love and connection. And that's all we yearn for. So back to the voice. How the voice can do that, and maybe what I'll show everyone today. That would be great. Awesome. Is a simple little practice of the heart chakra since we're working with air. Great. Right? And the chanting of the heart, which is the largest resonator of the voice. Now, I would need a little more time to get into the proper breath support and all of that. So I'm, I'm choosing the heart just because it's actually the easiest one to access, okay. right? Because it's the largest resonator and because our sound can go there naturally. We just have to focus, without me maybe teaching it right now, on trying to breathe as deep into the body as possible. 
So the diaphragm needs to move down and breathe into the low belly, right? Now, this is not an easy thing for everyone to do because we're very used to sucking in, mm -hmm. right? I always say we've been corseted for centuries and that's still sitting in us today, right? But if we could just relax and breathe into our body, then we have the muscles activated already at the, at the low body that we need to get our voice to come from below. But the sound that comes through the heart chakra, the sound of the heart is yam, right? Y-A-M, but it's really yam, Y-A-U-M, like om, aum, but with a Y in the front. And I always say that that Y is yes, right? Something that the heart always has in it is a yes, like more life, please. Yes, I know that this is hard, but I still say yes. Like I want life. I love life. I love this whole thing right? The head has the no. Now, no is not always a bad thing, <laughs> right? But the heart never has it. The heart is so unconditionally loving that it will give of itself to its own detriment, even all the way to the end. That's the way that humans love, like a, a mother who gives her last breath, right? Who gives every last thing, like a, a, a lover or a wife or a partner or whatever, who just will give and give to their children, to their, you know, everything to their, to their lovers. So that yes, that like, ultimate yes i know that it's all just love at the end of the day right and that's the feeling in here now when emotions are held onto they store at the heart chakra level first and you build a wall in front of the chakra so what we would try to do with this chant is knock those walls down and we would try to receive which is the most important part of love actually not giving it but receiving it and the hardest thing for a human being to do is to receive love for oneself, right? And that is the first side that we're going to work with whenever we work with the heart chakra. Can I open to receive? Because only when I open to receive love do I actually have love to give. I can give and give love, quote unquote, right, in, um, in a way of what I think love should be or in a conceptualized form of love. But until I actually feel and have love in its genuine nature inside of my own being, how can I share that with another? Mm. So it's really important that everybody practices receiving. And it's not selfish to receive. It's actually quite selfless because once you have fully received it, you'll only want to give it and you will give it over and over again. And your cup will never run dry. And you will have what genuinely to give, right? So we want to always practice receiving. So let's take our hands and put it on top of our chest and hold our air, <laughs> right? Our little, our lungs and our like chest there and try to move the diaphragm down and breathe into the belly. Really ground the energy down. And when you ground the energy all the way down, you might even feel it come into your chest. Can you breathe down and feel your heart? So the sound for the heart chakra, as I said, is yam. And we're going to start with just the Y. If we could take a nice deep breath down and hit the letter Y, and we're going to hold it. So it's going to sound like yee. Not e, like the back of the throat, e, but ye, like with the, with the front of the mouth, the Y, right? So let's just see if we could feel the vibration in our chest when we do that Y. Breathing the diaphragm down. 
feel all that rich resonance in the heart center mm-hmm. yeah now imagine chanting 108 times where that's happening that takes about 30 minutes a day and just marinating in love in your own heart center and how what that would do for your energetic body throughout a day right it's really impactful but what we're going to do now is create the om right we're going to do yaum and it's important that from that why what we just felt there that the om happens right there so we're not going to cut above the throat and go to the head and go like, yum, up in here, right? We're going to keep it right there at the chest. We breathe down and it goes, yum, right? So you're going to keep the sound just sitting right there. And you're just going to receive all that frequency, all that love for yourself. It's not about your voice being loud and giving it to the world right now, right? It's about allowing yourself to feel your own heart center and feel love for you. Okay, so let's try that. Breathing in. Let's try one more of those. Breathe in. I feel that I feel it every time all the way through. I mean, I feel like I have a hand on my back and a hand on my front and I can feel that vibration like all the way through. And it feels, I mean, it feels amazing. It really does. How did it feel for you? I didn't feel it on my back. So yeah, yeah, she's, but you felt it on your front. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you feel calm right now? Yes. So much so, yeah. So immediately, that's just three times, right? right? But immediately, um, it's going to relax the vagus nerve. Mm -hmm. Your body, your whole vagus nerve is going to come in to parasympathetic nervous system. And then your chi brain, which lives right there, is now awakening. Your chi is your limitless life force energy. The, The strongest, most powerful brain of the three brains is by far the heart chakra. We're designed to be living from our hearts. And the more that we could do this practice, you feel, even after three, personally, I can still feel my recognition that that Mm -hmm. just happened, right? Can you feel that in there? Definitely. Yes. So you now function, when you do this for the 108, that's the recommended dose, right? Mm -hmm. You now function throughout your day from a place of very much an awareness of your heart center. And you speak from that place, you act and react from that place, you have calmed your system down and your heart centered. And not only will you feel that, everyone you come in contact with will feel that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's what beautiful. We, it's, we were talking before we started recording about, about rituals and why we like them so much and why we think they're so important. And one of the things you were saying, Tammy, was that it takes kind of the, the thinking about it and the, the wishing. 
and the wishing about <laughs> it into the activation of that happening. Yeah. And to me, like chanting that, it is the most activating thing. It it just it really does. It sparks everything on so many levels that I I haven't found anything else that gets gets mm-hmm. to all of these different spaces. There's nothing else that I do that makes me literally feel like my heart is buzzing mm-hmm. and my back is buzzing. Mm-hmm. Or if I'm doing the hum, yeah, it's like, then my throat gets buzzing yes. and my ears start to buzz. <laughs> and I mean, it's a whole body kind of experience when you really do yeah. the whole program and you work your way all the way up. It's, it's very activating. Mm-hmm. And yeah. cleansing. I mean, I feel oh. like part of that is also just cleansing away or detoxing, right? All the kind of stuck or stagnant energy as well that's mm-hmm. keeping it like that wall. I mean, that's just energy, right? That's just living there and blocking this expansive feeling of the mm-hmm. heart, right? Yes, and expression mm-hmm. is the way to get it out. Right. You have. We knew that from when we were first born. That was the first thing we did. We took a breath in and we expressed, mm-hmm. right? And we know as a baby, which all the way through, our soul and our body has this conversation. It's so simple. Just get it out. Mm-hmm. Don't hold on to it. Don't keep it in. Just right. get it out of the way yeah. right. and let something new come through your consciousness. Right. And mm-hmm. I have to say, I don't think that's very woo-woo. I think it's very necessary. Uh, yes. <laughs> I agree. Right? Yeah. It's a bad idea. <laughs> so on that note, everybody take a feather. All right. Mm-hmm. Take a feather. Okay. Just our air ritual. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. We're fanning ourselves with our feathers. Mm-hmm. But um, so one ritual that we can also do, um, which people might find is fun and helpful, is you can waft away what you want to release from your body. And you literally, as you said, Baron, you express that, you say that, and you usher it away, Mm -hmm. right? Self-sabotage or whatever we do to ourselves or we don't want or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. And then we can waft to us what we want in our life, right? So get rid of that old patterning and let's welcome in some new heart-opening expansion. Beautiful. Love that, right? Very. Well, thank you for talking rituals and vocal transformation with us today. Um, You're very welcome. Next time I see you in the the grocery store, maybe we can give each other a yum. Yum. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right? So beautiful. Wouldn't that be fun? I know. People would be like, what's happening over there? And then they'll be doing it. They would be. We want what they're drinking. It's very calming. I mean, it's really to hear it is really calming. Yeah. Just not even, I mean, I think doing it is the best, right? Mm-hmm. But I think people have listened to chants and have been, they're very engrossing. You know, yeah. there's something about them that wraps around you in a way. So right. even hearing it is a very calming thing. It's a direct transmission because mm-hmm. from body to body, there's no translation necessary. Mm-hmm. Right? I always say like if you're, if you play guitar, mm-hmm. you have to know how to play a guitar really well to make someone feel yeah. your guitar, mm-hmm. right? Like you have to, know all the notes and then you have to be able to translate your own emotions through your fingers while you're playing this instrument that's made of steel or nylon and wood Mm -hmm. right but the voice is direct so anything that comes from my flesh and bone and blood and air and breath right is going directly into your body as I am transmitting it you're receiving it and vice versa and that's how powerful the voice is as medicine Mm -hmm. what we say what we don't say right? How we say it, how we don't say it. It's all very, very powerful for the listener, for the person who's there in the room, Mm -hmm. right? Well, if people want to learn more about your work, about vocal transformation, how do they find you? 
Vocaltransformation.com has all of our offerings on it. We have in-person retreats that are more like expeditions. <laughs> They're built week long for real breakthroughs to happen. So in one week, you can have incredible vocal breakthroughs and tools when you're when you leave to keep it going. We also have online workshops that are typically a weekend long. And then I have a 16-week online course that I have just launched for people nice. who want to do this on their own time. I mean, 16 weeks is suggested, but you can do it on your own time in your own space. So you could find all of that at vocaltransformation.com, or you can find me at on Instagram at vocal underscore transformation. <laughs> mm-hmm. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. And I think uh, that's it for the air episode of Woo Woo in the real world. Exactly. So wonderful to be with you yes, again. Thank you. Thank this you. Is, I'm so happy we could be in person and together. Me too. Totally. Great to be here. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Right. Peace out. Time.